Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 100. On Twitter right now, there are two hashtags trending. One of them is not dying for Wall Street, and the other is guillotine 2020. So in the spirit of the intersection of gallows humor and gallows, let's let's role play Madame Defarge. <laughs> for a second. Who should go against the wall? We can start with the people who caused the 2008 financial collapse and got rich off of it and avoided prison at the same time, which, if you think about it, is a really impressive feat. People like, uh, I don't know, people like Bob Rubin, and Dick Fold at Lehman, and Angelo Mozillo at Countrywide, and Alan Greenspan, all of whom either created the problem or exacerbated it, who, you know, threw gasoline onto the fire so they could make a couple million dollars. And nowadays, the people who... Well, there's a spectrum, right? Because on one hand, you have people like David Geffen, who tweeted out a picture of his mega yacht, which is somewhere in like the Caribbean, basically saying, oh my God, here I am stuck on my mega yacht. Thoughts and prayers, people. And then you have a little further down the spectrum, you have people like the senators, the United States senators who were given confidential information about the coronavirus, confidential briefings, and then at the same time, they were going out and reassuring the American public that coronavirus was nothing to worry about. They were going out and selling all of their stocks <laughs> as fast as they could. Do you guys remember when China persecuted that whistleblower early on? I think his name was like Li Wenliang or something like that. He blew the whistle early on on coronavirus and they persecuted him. They silenced him, they arrested him, and later he died treating people who were sick. And at the time, I was like, oh my God, China, so horrible. That would never happen here. Well, now there are hospitals who are firing doctors when they speak out about this lack of protective gear. There was an emergency room doctor in Oregon who got fired. Or how about this? There's a hospital in Chicago that is still not allowing its nurses to wear masks. And I think this is common. They're not allowing doctors and nurses to protect themselves because it'll send the wrong image to patients. And what really blows me away is that we're still seeing stories about doctors coming out of retirement to help people. To treat people. I mean, the level of heroism and bravery, it just staggers me. I mean, I'm basically spending most of my time in the fetal position under, <laughs> under my bed, and I'm nervous when I walk by somebody on the street, for God's sakes, and here they are rushing towards danger to help save lives, and they're being fired by their employers and told not to wear masks. And then you go a little further down the spectrum and you have the mayor of New York, de Blasio, 
who on March 3rd, (laughs) March 3rd, he says, I'm encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives. Get out on the town, despite coronavirus. And then a little further down the curve, the World Health Organization, the CDC, and even the Surgeon General of the United States this week, they were still lying to us. They were still lying. They were still telling people not to wear masks. And then just days later, the CDC recommends that everyone wear them. I mean, the level of this smug paternalism that assumes that we are children who can't handle the truth, and it's better to make us risk our own lives than to tell us an unpalatable truth, that really grinds my gears. You know, I know what you're thinking. I think I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, come on, Matt, it's not about blame. It's about solving the problem. Yes, I totally agree. And the first step to solving a problem is to take the people who failed us, take the people who lied to us, and remove them from power. Our experts, our so-called experts failed. Our so-called leaders failed. They lied. And I really hope this makes people start to take responsibility for their own lives. Stop expecting someone to come and make everything better. They don't care about you. At some level, I think we still have this mentality of, this is America. I can do whatever I want without consequence. Like those spring break kids who said to begin with, I don't care about the coronavirus. I'm still going to party. And then when a bunch of them got sick said, well, why did they let us party? It's their fault for giving us the freedom to destroy ourselves. You can't have it both ways. Either you're strong enough to handle freedom or someone is going to come along who takes it away from you. This is America. I feel like that's the response now to any sane request. Like, maybe you guys could not form a crowd right now. Maybe space yourselves apart a little bit. This is America. I'll do what I want. Or... How about staying inside for a couple weeks? You know, we'll make sure the power's still on and there's heat and light and we'll deliver food and the internet will still work and we'll still pick up the trash for you. How about that? This is America. I'll go outside if I want to. Well, if you do go outside, maybe you could put on a homemade mask and help protect the health and the lives of other people? This is America. I don't have to do that. And every time we say that, every time we ignore that our actions might have consequences for other people, the, the fragility of the system just, just increases. Fragility, I think, is also a question of health, like actual health. Of all the coronavirus patients in ICUs, in intensive care units, here in this country, 78% of them have underlying health conditions. Diabetes, or cardiovascular disease, or chronic lung disease. And I've talked to a lot of people who are very cold about 
that statistic. And they say, oh, good, I'm safe. It's only going to hurt unhealthy people. But the statistics here are really scary because, and I actually looked this up, nationwide, a third of all Americans have high blood pressure. A third are obese. And more than 10% are diabetics. And these are basically all diseases related to inflammation, related to blood sugar, related to a high A1C. And it's the result of, I don't even know, 40, 50, 60 years of, again, the American public being lied to about what constitutes a healthy diet. We were told growing up that bread was good for you, that sugar was not a problem. And as a result, there's a health crisis in this country that I think is only now being exposed because coronavirus hits this vulnerable population so hard, so hard. And again, I don't really blame the people. I blame a system that promoted unhealthy living. But the consequence is the same whoever's technically to blame. So, for example, should smokers pay the same for health insurance as a non-smoker? Should they have the right to destroy themselves and then insist that other people take care of them? I don't know the answer to that. But I think that as Americans, we have had it so easy for so long, we've we've grown soft. We think being... An American means always being able to do whatever we want. But those freedoms, they were hard won. And they're the exception. If you look at history, if you look around the planet today, for all our problems, we're still this small, bright space in a world of darkness. We still have freedoms and opportunities that most of the world can only dream about. But that's not the natural order. That's not something to be taken for granted. That freedom, to use a cliche, isn't free. And if we allow people to destroy themselves in the name of freedom, in the name of, this is America, if we allow them to put others at risk, that small, bright space, it's going to vanish like a soap bubble. Freedom is a right, but it's also a burden, and it takes strength to bear a burden. I mean, the cliche is it takes bad times to create strong men. And for once, I think it would be nice if we could avoid the bad times and just get strong. Not physically strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong. We need to become people with discipline people who, who save, people who prepare. In the last few generations, I think we've come to look at those behaviors as anachronistic. Oh, someone else will keep me safe. It's someone else's job to keep me healthy. It's someone else's responsibility to keep me prosperous. And in exchange for those people's sacrifice and investment, I get to do whatever I want because this is America. You know, 
I was listening to Jocko Willink recently. No, no other podcast is better at getting me through a workout. And I was listening to episode 221, The Unimaginable Path of Johnny Kim. And I think you should listen to it. Because the time when we can blithely assume someone else will protect us and provide for us and prepare for us, that time is over. We need to take responsibility for ourselves. On that note, that's all I got. I'll catch you next week.